Well, we go from farms to dogs. Now, most dog owners will know that panicked feeling when they've been out of sight too long, the dogs. But what is the best thing we can do when we lose our dogs? And where can we turn for help finding them? Phil James has found 1,400, 1,400 lost dogs with his drone through his non-profit Drone to Home. And Phil joins us now from Nottingham in England. Good morning to you, Phil. Hi. Good morning. Good evening to your uh, viewers, too. Thank you for joining us. 1,400 lost dogs. That's a massive effort. How did you get started tracking down dogs with your drone? I kind of fell into it. Um, I was in the police, UK police, for a while. And um, when I left the police, I had a drone that I was flying as a hobby. And somebody asked for help in the local village, and I found the dog using the drone. And uh, it sort of took off from there three and a half years ago. Um and it's, I've not looked back since. It's sort of taken over my life, really. So it's not just dogs. You found a few other interesting uh, wildlife. <laughs> yeah, we get we get many requests for various different things uh, from emus, ostriches, uh, pregnant cows. Um, we, we're currently looking for a goat. Um, so yeah, it's, it's mainly dogs, but we do get some uh, strange strange requests. <laughs> so how does the drone technology actually find the dogs? So we use the same drone as what the UK police use to find criminals. Uh, it's a thermal drone. Um, so it d- detects the heat of the dog. So the dog pretty much can't hide anywhere unless it's uh, in, in a brick building. Um, so it's very easy. We, we live in Nottinghamshire uh, in the UK. So it's quite rural, lots of countryside. Uh, so if the dog's hiding in a woodland um, or in a bush, the, the thermal drone finds it very, very quickly. And then we brief the uh, owner of what to do, how to get his dog back, and they go and collect it. It's, it's really simple process. So as you were a police officer, I guess that's helped with the training to operate the drones, Phil? Yeah, it's helped massively. Um, Also dealing with uh, emotional stress because obviously uh, if any dog owners uh, are listening, they they realise that they're not just dogs, they're part of your family. Um, So when they do go missing, people are extremely tired, emotional. uh, So dealing with that side as well uh, comes pretty easy to me. So I just built up something which I I love doing. It's... um, uh, no, we're out every day, seven days a week, building the charity up. We became a registered charity last year, so we're getting company sponsorship, monthly donors, and expanding county to county through the UK at the moment. How many drones do you have? How many do you operate? So we currently have two. Um, we have two thermal drones, one Mavic 2 and the other one uh, that's just come out. Um, we've got two vehicles that we use now to uh, pick up trucks that we go off-road with uh, when we're searching. We also have uh, Travis, who's a three-year-old uh, tracking dog, Labrador. Um, so, yeah, we've got pretty much everything that we need and obviously lots of experience. Uh, every dog we go to, we learn various different things about how they behave when they're missing, etc. What are the ranges of the drones? The ranges of these drones are up to nine miles. Um, now, that's illegal, of course, in the UK. I don't know what the rules are in New Zealand, but you have to have line of sight of the drone or you have to have a spotter um, so that the drone's always kept in sight. Um, but dogs very rarely travel. They don't just keep running and running. Mm. Um, they stay within sort of half a mile of where they've gone missing from. Um, so, it's, you know, the drone's easily seen from, from there anyway. So, Yeah, it's quite a distance, nine miles, about 15 kilometres or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, we don't we never do that of course. We we don't we don't need to. So, I understand you help a lot of people just by giving them advice over the phone. So, what should people do when they have lost their dog? 
Yeah, we, we find a lot over the phone, and uh, not just in the UK. We've found a couple of dogs in Canada, in America. Um, and I'll give you an example. You, you drive to a wooded area. You uh, have a nice walk with your dog. The dog runs after a squirrel or some sort of wild animal. Um, and the owner usually sits and waits or so for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, then starts to panic because they can't hear the dog. Um, and then we get a phone call from a panicked owner saying, I've, I've waited here, my dog's missing. Um, and we usually just say, your dog will return to your car uh, 100% of the time, uh, but it takes two to five hours. Um, and it's always two to five hours, of which the owner doesn't is not aware because they've not, never been in that situation before. So the hardest part of our role is to get an owner to wait at their car because all they want to do is go find their dog. Um, but if a human goes find goes to find the dog, we just have a missing human um, because the dog's noses um, are so incredible. They can easily get back to the car following their own scent. Um, and we get many calls like that over the phone and you know, we tell them to wait at the car and the dog usually comes back. So it's, uh, it's little things like that that we've picked up over the years um, that, uh, that helps people over the phone. And we have a, a checklist that we send just to help people as well. But we try and go out to most, well, we try and go to all the dogs physically in the center of the UK um, because we're a small team. We get requests to go to Scotland, which is sort of 700 miles away. Um, we physically can't get there. So we try and help over the phone as best we can. Interesting you mentioned humans. Have you had requests to find people with the drones? Yes, we have. Um, the UK police uh, use drones and obviously helicopters, um, but they are stretched um, like most police forces. So when they get high-risk missing people, um, maybe their drones are out being used and the helicopters being used, we do get requests to come and help them, uh, and we do that uh, naturally. Mm. Um, but it's very rare, so probably about four times a year we get to do that. But you're talking maybe 95% of your searches are for dogs. So maybe tell us about a couple of your most memorable dog rescues. Yeah, there's been quite a few in the last uh, four weeks. We had a missing dash hound uh, miniature that went missing for 16 days um, mm. on an extremely large uh, demolition site. Um, and the surrounding area was just countryside. And for the first 14 days... There was no trace, no sign, any, anything. So dealing with the owner of that is very difficult because you've got to try and keep their spirits up, try and keep them positive. Um, and on the 15th day, he made an appearance, so we knew exactly where he was. Um, due to the area, um, which was unsafe for humans at the time, we didn't manage to get him on the 15th day, um, but we got him on the 16th and taken to the vets. He'd lost a bit of weight, bless him. Um, but he was okay after two days and signed off by the vet. So that was quite memorable. Um, and there's, there's been quite a few of them. We had a dog missing for six weeks. That's our longest one. Um, but the area that he was missing in was 30 square miles of forest in, in Shieldwood Forest. Um, when we eventually got the dog back, um, on the, uh, literally six weeks after, she'd lost a couple of kilos in weight, uh, but she'd survived. And they just go back to their animal instinct and just survive they just eat dead carcasses and berries and bugs and things just to just to survive um so they they were the ones that stick in our heads most of all in that's three and a half years phil do you know of anything like this in this country in new zealand no since we've been on the radio and tv over the last couple of weeks i've had sort of emails and phone calls from america canada zimbabwe um to try and replicate what we're doing uh, so I've not heard anything in New Zealand that, that, that currently doing anything like that with the drones. Um, but I know it's extremely popular in the UK because 
Um, there's just so many dogs. I mean, there's about 13 to 14 million dogs now in the UK estimated. Um, and since COVID, there's been a lot of um, people who've got dogs but not trained them correctly or they've not socialised. Um, so there's a lot of dogs go missing. And as soon as you look at our website, the first thing you read is we don't judge. We don't we don't really care how your dog's gone missing. We just want to find it and return it to you. Um, and we'll maybe give advice once we've found it. Maybe you need a tracker for the dog. Maybe you need a higher fence in the garden, et cetera. But we, ne- we never judge. And that's why people really like what we do, um, because we're there just to help. You could form a company and have a drone dog search service in many countries, I suppose, Phil. Yeah, you could, but we didn't want to profit from it. Uh, it's almost like you're monetizing people's pain. Um, you know, when, when you lose a dog, it's it's really painful for the owner. You can see it on their faces. So the charity for us in the UK was the only way to go um, because I didn't want to make a, a profit. I didn't, you know, it didn't seem right. So we get regular donations now and we're just like any normal charity where we rely on donations from the public. Um, and we go and help that way, which is a lot more satisfying. Mm. What a fascinating service. And you've been doing this for how long now? Yeah, three and a half years, um, of which I self-funded it up until the 29th of April last year when we became a registered charity. (laughs) Congratulations. That's all we can say. Thank you for your efforts and your enthusiasm. No, I appreciate you having me on and uh, thank you to your listeners. It's uh, it's great to uh, speak to you. All the best. Phil James speaking with us from Nottingham in England and talking about his non-profit drone to home service drone to home found something like 1400 lost dogs so within three three and a half years or so that's roughly a dog a day i think if i do the maths properly